the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. The name of the first book of the Bible is Genesis, which means beginning. The definition of this first book makes it clear. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. There is no Big Bang Theory. There is only God. He took what was nothing and created the universe. Only our sovereign God can make something with all its complexities and intricacies out of nothingness. Listen in with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander speaks to us about the creation of the heavens and the earth. Go on and turn to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, 1. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God. Genesis means origin. It means source or beginnings. It means origin. It means source or beginning. And the first four words of the Bible gives us a clear, concise, accurate phrase that anyone can understand, and yet so many refuse to believe in the beginning God. My friend, if anyone fails to believe this first phrase of the Bible, the rest of the Bible will be totally uh, problematic to their frail, finite, futile human understanding and reasoning. And they will have no basis for believing that God exists and that the rest of the Bible is in fact true. God, through divine revelation, spoke to Moses and revealed to him how God created the heavens and the earth, which was passed on to Israel and the rest of humanity. Psalm 33, 6 says, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. That wonderful scripture in Psalms 33, 6 substantiates the fact that in the beginning, God created everything by the breath of of his mouth. And Hebrews 11, 3 and 4 says, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible. Genesis was written to present the beginning of everything except God, the beginning of the universe, the human race, the Sabbath, marriage. Genesis, you have the beginning of sin, sacrifice, salvation, family, civilization, government, nations, and of the Jewish people, Israel. Now, the first five books of the Bible are called by the Jews, Torah. Say Torah. Uh, The Jews, that's, that's the Jewish first five books of the Bible, which means law. Torah means law. And by Christians, we call it the Pentateuch. Say Pentateuch. From, from which we get the first five books of Moses. It is the first five books of Moses. You see, the scripture says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. This verse, along with the rest of Genesis 1, is saying that God perfectly and completely created the heavens 
and the earth without pre-existing material in six consecutive literal days. Ex nihilo literally means out of nothing, God spoke the worlds in existence. That's a staggering thought. Out of nothing. Man needs something to make something, but only God can speak with nothing and make something. That's awesome. The earth is not billions of years old, as you often hear from scientists and geologists. The age of the world is approximately six to 10,000 years old. When God created the world, he created it fully mature, just as Adam and Eve were created a fully mature man and woman when they were created in the Garden of Eden. And then we asked a question last time, why do multitudes refuse to acknowledge or believe that everything was created by God? And we said, number one, uh, this phrase is so simple and so powerful that people cannot grasp this profound truth because of a tendency of looking for something more complex. They'd rather have a scientific explanation rather than believe in the truth of God's word that says emphatically, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then on last time, we gave some foolish scientific theories that oppose God's creating the heavens and the earth. I'll not give you the, the specifics of those theories, but I will just name them topically. So let me just give you the names of some of those theories, but we'll not give you the explanations as we did last time. We mentioned the Big Bang Theory. That's a foolish theory. Instead of believing in, in, in the fact that God created the heavens and earth, then we he had, secondly, we had the ekparotic, the ekparotic Theory. And then we, last week we talked about the Big Bounce Theory. And uh, we talked about also the cyclic universe theory. And then we talked about the theory of evolution. And we uh, dealt uh, extensively with each of those theories. And there are many, many more, but we didn't want to spend all that time in those theories because we want to spend all of our time in truth. Number two, multitudes refuse to acknowledge or believe that everything was created by God because if God were not If God did not create everything, they have no one to be accountable to. Therefore, they can do what is right in their own eyes. You say, I don't believe there's a God. I don't believe there's a Bible. Then they can do whatever they want to do. Whatever's right in their own eyes. They have no no, no one to answer to. So they rather believe that the world came by way of Big Bang or something. Uh, Number three, uh, the heart of man is so desperately wicked that they have no inward desire to believe or acknowledge God. That's why they refuse to believe in the beginning God. That's why they refuse to believe in a a real literal God or even the word of God, the Bible. Jeremiah 17, 9 says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? The heart of man is so wicked until he just doesn't want to hear anything about God nor the word of God, the Bible. Number four, if they were to believe there is a God, they would have to confront the issue of themselves and adjust their lives to God's holy and righteous standards. There is a call to action to confront the issue of yourself in light of God's word if you really believe that there is a God and that the Bible is in fact true. Number five, Multitudes refuse to believe that in the beginning God created the heavens and earth because of their sinful desire to be in control of their own lives, destinies, and circumstances. They want to be in control. It's all about, hey, I want to live my life, my destiny, my circumstances. And so I don't want a God telling me anything 
I should be doing or not doing. Uh, Number six, people have a problem with in the beginning God because people refuse to believe that everything starts with God because they have exalted themselves as God, which is the epitome of pride. They don't want to acknowledge God as God because they have become God themselves. They view themselves as God. You know, so uh, they say, and I'm God. That's the epitome of pride. And then number seven, many refuse to believe the phrase in the beginning, God, because of the poor testimonies displayed by Christians. In other words, when the world sees inconsistencies in what Christians say and how they live, they don't want to have anything to do with God or the Bible. In other words, the way some so-called Christians live keep people from getting to God and keep people from believing there is a God uh, and, and believe in the word of God. They say, if you represent God, I don't want anything to do with it when I look at your lifestyle and your immorality and so forth and so on. How you behave can get in the way of a person coming to the Lord. Now, that was all a bit of a review. Let's give some new insights of forgiving for living uh, to this great book of Genesis. To help us better know God, let us now look at some of his divine attributes. The scripture says, in the beginning, who? In the beginning, who? So let's now look at some attributes of God, some divine attributes of God. We're going to give about seven of them. There are many, many more. But in order to make the most of my time and try to get through as much of Genesis as I possibly can, I'll just give you seven of the many. Okay, the, the first attribute of God is this. God is spirit. God is spirit. This means that he is an invisible God that finite man cannot see nor can he comprehend unless God reveals himself as he did in scripture in the coronation where God became man through the virgin birth. God is spirit. He is, a, he is the invisible God. And finite man cannot comprehend him uh, unless God reveals himself as he did in scriptures and in the incarnation where God became man through the virgin birth. To substantiate that insight, the Gospel of John chapter 4 verse 24 says, God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. As Pastor Rander continues today's teaching, he reveals to us the monumental contribution of Genesis, the first book of the Bible, from a historical and foundational perspective, spanning the scriptures as a whole, all the way to the Revelation, the last book of the Bible. In other words, God is Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Listen as Pastor Rander continues to minister to us today through this powerful and enlightening message from the Word of God. Okay, a lot of times we uh, we speak of God in anthropomorphic terms. You say, what is that big word? That, that means you attribute the human anatomy to God so that we can grasp the concept of God. In other words, we say the hand of God move. It doesn't mean that God literally has hands or God inclined his ear doesn't mean that God literally have he literally has ears or uh, God's feet or God's nostrils or uh, God's eyes move to and fro 
you know, a lot of times uh, he, uh, he is given in Scripture anthropomorphic terms. Uh, in other words, uh, he is described with the human anatomy so that we can grasp the concept of God. But God uh, in the Scripture is spirit. And, and if you're going to know him, you have to know him by the truth of the word of God. And then, we, then so, God, so that we could better know God, God says, you know what? I'm going to send my own beloved son so you can really grasp who I am. In Luke chapter 1, verses 30 through 31 and 35, it says, Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest uh, will overshadow you. Therefore, also that holy one uh, who is to be born will be called the son of God. In other words, God, the father did not want us to miss him. So he sent his son so you could really so that the people of the world could really see who he is in human flesh. Gospel of John chapter 14, verse 9 says, Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long and yet you have not seen me? Philip, he who has seen me has seen the father. You see, Jesus came to represent the father. And uh, he said, when you see me, you're looking at God because God is spirit. But when you look at me, you're looking at the essence of God. And then Colossians chapter one, verse 15, a says he is the image of the invisible God. We said God is invisible. Anybody say they've seen God with the naked eye? They are lying. You cannot see God with the naked eye. You cannot see God with the naked eye. It's too much glory. It'll blind you. It'll wipe you out. Uh, It'll consume you. That's your kind of glory. As a matter of fact, to see God for who he is and all his fullness, we have to be changed from mortality to immortality. Uh, Colossians chapter 1, 15a says he is the image of the invisible God. He said, if you want to know this, this God who is spirit, he says, look at me. I am the exact representation of God. I'm the I'm the spitting image of my father. <laughs> so if you want to know what God is all about. Look at me. Isn't that awesome? I'm his son. And I came down here to redeem lost humanity and to shed my blood. So God is spirit. And then uh, number two, God, and there's so much more I can say on that, but that's just the, that truth in a nutshell so we can move on. Number two, God is eternal. Say eternal. In the beginning, God, uh, this God is an eternal God. This means that God has no beginning or end. No beginning or end. He existed in eternity past. He exists in the present and he exists as well in eternity future. This eternal God is not bound by time. He is not bound by calendars, nor is he bound by dates. For God to create the universe means that he existed before the universe. For God to create and say, speak and say, let there be. And instantly things came into being means that God existed before he said, let there be. You see, I love what Psalms 90 and 2, Psalms chapter 90, verse 2 says, before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. And you can't get no more eternal than that. From everlasting to everlasting. Say that. 
from everlasting to ever. Say it again. From everlasting to that's the eternality of God. He's a forever God. He's an everlasting God. I love what uh, Psalms 93 2 says. It says, your throne is established from of old. You are from everlasting. That's a powerful verse. Your throne is established from of old. You are from everlasting. Dealing with the eternality of God. He is eternal. We can't. Now, don't try to fully grasp that. Your mind is too finite, too weak, too frail, uh, too limited to understand the vastness of this God. Uh, You cannot do it. You just have to accept it and say, wow, what an awesome God. Uh, Number three. And another attribute of God is this. God is immutable. He is immutable. This means that God cannot change. It means that God cannot change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. While everything around us is constantly changing, we can fix our hope and trust in him and upon his word. Because God does not change, he is completely trustworthy and reliable. Because God does not change, he is completely trustworthy and reliable. Everything else is changing. The clothes are changing. Fashions, designs, what's in, what's out. Fashions according to seasons. Technology is changing. Before you can buy this, in two weeks, it's, it's out of date, and they say you got to have this, and then all of a sudden the gadgets you used to have don't even fit because things are constantly changing. Change. Your eyes are changing. Your ears are changing. Your body is changing. You can't do what you used to do. Stop fooling yourself. <laughs> Everything about you is changing. You can't, you can't do what you used to do. You're going to hurt yourself because you're changing. You don't look like you used to look 20 years ago. Stop that and you fix yourself up with all this Botox. It's still going to flop and you're going to change even worse. Everything is changing. Everything is changing. Everything is changing. Sometimes for the better and sometimes for the worse. Everything is changing. But I know a God who does not change. The scripture says he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. That means I can trust on him. I can trust in him. I can rely upon him. Uh, he's reliable in a world that's full of deceit and cunningness and craftiness. My God does not change. And because he does not change, I can get a fix on him and I can hold on to him, realizing that he won't let me down. Hebrews chapter one, verse 12 says, like a cloak, you will fold them up and they will be changed. But you are the same. Your years will not fail. That's a powerful verse. Hebrews 13 eight says Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. James 1.17 says every good and every good gift and every perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation huh, or shadow due to change. I love what Malachi chapter three, verse six, a says, Malachi three, six, a says, for I am the Lord 
I do not change. Isn't that wonderful? That you can trust God. Man, people change. You know, the person you marry can change. And some of them, a lot of them did change. That's why a lot of y'all divorced. That's right. All that stuff they said before they got married and can't hold to none of it afterward. Either he or she. You know, things are changing. Your dog change. Everything. That's right. Your dog change. People's attitudes change. They can like you one moment and hate you just as much as they like you the next time. Just do one thing they don't like, and all of a sudden, you're on their no-no list. Huh? People, people change. They can change. Oh, they can change. Have some, has somebody changed on you lately? Ooh, people can change. People can lie. Change. Number four, God is sovereign. Say sovereign. This means that God is subject to no one. (laughs) I love this. God is subject to no one. He is influenced by no one. And he is absolutely independent. uh, The sovereignty of God uh, is this. God does as he pleases. And absolutely no one can thwart or hinder him. God does as he pleases and absolutely no one can thwart or hinder him. He can, he, he, he's able to do whatever he wants, however he wants, whatever he wants, whenever he wants. He's God all by himself. You know, God never has said, you in my way and I can't do this. <laughs> you get in God's way, he knows how to wipe you out. We're nothing before God. You know? And he's God all by himself. That's none like him. The attributes of God are very, very powerful. He's sovereign. He sits on the throne. He rules. He reigns. And he has the last word. Okay, what man say? He has the last word. Psalms 135, 6 says, as it relates to the sovereignty of God, whatever the Lord pleases, He does in heaven and in earth, in the seas and in all the deep places. God does whatever he wants to do, however he wants to do it, whenever he wants to do it. You can't stop God. Well, sovereignty of God is powerful. Let me tell you, you folks try to take your blessing. They can't take it if God wants. God want to bless you. You know what? God, when God want to bless you and folks try to block what God wants for you, God knows how to create an abnormal process. <laughs> and and he, he'll, he'll go around, he'll create abnormal procedures and, and go around and then still do what he wants to do. That's right. And when God wants to get you, he don't have to figure out how he's going to get you. He already knows how he's going to get you. That's right. It's staggering. It's staggering. No. When you realize God is sovereign, you don't have to worry about getting scared when you get an airplane. That's all the sovereignty of God. If it's not your time, I don't care. That that thing can drop 40 feet and you go still come out. There are planes that have crashed and people have gotten off to talk about it. Huh? 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 Yeah, yeah. Why this person died and this person lived? You know, and all these things, all dealing with the sovereignty of God. It's a powerful thing. 
So because of sovereignty of God, you can go out at night and come to communion. That's right. Don't worry about night being dangerous. Because you know my God will, will take care of me. Huh? The sovereignty of God. So you just trust the Lord years ago when you didn't have security system. You just had that little bulldog or something. And that's about the most you had. And a little latch on the door. Huh? A little latch on the You remember the latch on the little sticks you put across to get that crossbreed? And y'all, y'all been in this techie stuff so long. We, we used to, mama, they used to put those little sticks in the window to hold the window up. Latch the door. You know what I'm talking about? And then grandma got on her knees and said, Lord, take care of me. <laughs> take care of my house. Take care of my children. And she trusted in the sovereignty of God. Oh, God, I wish I could labor a long time. The sovereignty of God. You know, we think about God as sovereign. It'll move your fear. It'll cause you to rest in him. Huh? <laughs> rest in him when you're sick, uh, when your children are acting up, or when a problem that, you, that seems insurmountable and more than you can bear, you know that this too shall pass and God's going to take care of you therein. taste and see that the Lord is good. Maranatha Bible Church celebrates 30 years of service to the glory of God for his abundant favor and immeasurable blessings in two celebratory services. Join us for an evening of praise, worship, and fine dining on Friday, May the 18th, 2018, featuring musical artist and stellar award winner Micah Stampley at the Marriott Northwest Ballroom. 3233 Northwest Loop 410 San Antonio, Texas. Advanced ticket purchases at $50 per person are available through Thursday, May the 10th, 2018 by contacting April at 210-821-5683, extension 222. You are also invited to our celebratory worship service and musical on Sunday, May the 20th, 2018 at 10 a.m. at Maranatha Bible Church. 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas. The Maranatha Bible Church family looks forward to celebrating the amazing goodness of God with you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 